What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the High Tempo Fast Break. And today is not going to be a fun episode as it is time for Pistons rant season. The Detroit Pistons are 2-15 and on the season. We just lost our 14th consecutive game, which is tied for a franchise record against the arguably worst team in the NBA other than us. The Washington Wizards, who were also on a nine-game losing streak of their own, um, are now 3-14 and on the season. Kyle Kuzma, who notoriously goes off against the Detroit Pistons, um, has 32 points. Cade Cunningham had himself a good game, 26 points, 7 assists. It was not enough as we lose by almost 20 to the Wizards. And we are here to talk about what is next for the Pistons because at this point, you know, it's this was like the... This was the Super Bowl. If you were on Twitter, you know, this was the game that everyone was talking about. This was like a real, an NBA Twitter verse, if you were on it. A lot of people were talking about this game. It was like, this is a huge game, and it's a bigger game for the Pistons than it is the Wizards. Want to know why? This is year one of the Wizards rebuild. Who cares if they lose this game? Like, they're trying to figure out who's going to be here for the long term. They're trying to get a top pick in the draft. Whereas this is year four of the Pistons rebuild. Yes, I know we didn't have the trade assets or whatever. I get that. It's still year four of the rebuild. We shouldn't be on a 14-game losing streak just in the beginning of the season. It's November still. Like, this is so tragic. Um, so, it, on, it, it's embarrassing, honestly. Like, I'd lo- like, the memes and everything were funny on Twitter about what was going on with the Pistons. But it's, it is embarrassing that this was like a, oh, who's winning the Super Bowl of bad teams tonight between the Pistons and the Wizards? Like, it honestly was pretty embarrassing that we're even in that conversation. We were off to the, the first three games of the year. Even that fourth game against Portland where we did end up blowing it, that was a, such a fun game, so many big moments in that game. Like, we were off to such a fun start to the season, and it's been nothing but bad. Now, yes, the injuries. The last time I talked about the Pistons, I, I mentioned that, like, just wait till we're healthy before we do anything, but, like, Man, if we're not winning a game against the Wizards, then when what games are we going to win? What do we do now? What do the Pistons do now? Because they're in a really weird situation where Cade Cunningham, he's starting to get to blame. Well, um, in Cade Cunningham's last three games, I saw this on Twitter, he is averaging 28 points per game, seven assists with only three turnovers a night, um, shooting the ball much better. So he's, he's improved over the last so many games. He hasn't been phenomenal, but the people that say trade Cade, are you crazy? Jaden Ivey, we thought the reason maybe we weren't winning games is because we haven't been starting Jaden Ivey. Well, Ivey in his last three games, 19 points per game, four rebounds, four assists on 61% field goal percentage and 40% from three. Cade is also 40% from three across that span. Since Jaden Ivey has been inserted into the starting lineup, he is getting that role back where, you know, we imagined him last year and he's been really good. Um, Sorry, my Xbox just turned on. Um, But yeah, it has been, it's like, okay, where's the problem there? Boyan Bogdanovich, if he could come back from injuries, he going to really help us out that much? I don't necessarily think so. Um, I thought I saw an interesting question today from James Edwards uh, asking Monty Williams about his um, about Jaden Ivey's usage. Because Jaden Ivey has been incredible attacking the hoop so far since coming into this starting lineup. He's shooting 63% on twos this year, shooting 76% um, 0 to 3 feet to the basket. So he's just finishing at a very high level. Um, and then in the mid-range, he's been great as well. And he's shooting a good clip from three. So it's like, okay, should we have Jaden Ivey creating more on offense than Cade Cunningham is? And also, Cade has been good in catch and shoot um, rather than off the dribble three-pointers. So should we use Jaden Ivey more as the attacker and try to break down the defense a little bit more? He was good throwing lobs last year, especially with Duran. Um, and, and Monty Williams agreed to it. 
Um, it's been really weird. Monty Williams last night in the press conference was not happy at all. He, you know, Johnny Kane asked him about how how bad is this loss. He said very, and then he said, "How was the, how would you describe the effort tonight?" He goes poor, and it was just he was clearly very upset. Accountability keeps being brought up with this Pistons team, which is which is sucks. I, I hate that accountability is a thing, um, like is even questioned. Because it shouldn't be a question. Like, these are guys that we, they're young, like, they're trying to earn their roles. They're trying to create spots for themselves in this league. And being accountable and giving effort should be the last thing with guys. So, we're in a really bad spot right now with the Detroit Pistons. Something has to be done by Troy Weaver. Um, a job saving move probably needs to be done. Tom Gores, I, I don't, a lot of people are hating on Tom Gores. I mean, he was the one that aggressively went after Monty Williams. Like, that was his decision. So, I don't think that we need to be, like, going at him, like, to sell the team or whatever. Um, I know that, like, we have not been good under Tom Gores. I get that. But what I'm saying is he tried this offseason, you know, and, and trusted Troy Weaver that the moves are going to be there. We're just so young, man. I saw this, another stat this morning that was about, we have just no winners on this team. Even the veterans on this team don't like have a, we have a combined under 50% win rate as a team, like career wise. Boyan Bogdanovich seems like one of the only guys that has been like a true winner in in his league. And he's never even made the conference finals. Um, Joe Harris has been a part of a couple like solid teams. Monte Morris has been a part of a couple playoff teams. Alec Burks, the same thing, but like none of these guys have made deep playoff runs. And none of the guys that play a lot have even been a part of good regular season teams. Everyone is so young. And we need a true veteran out there that can really teach this team how to win games. Because I don't think that I'm not a part of the boat that says Cade Cunningham is the issue. Because I really, truly do not think that he is. And anyone that says trade Cade is just it's just stupid. Like, I'll just be straight up about it. it is, you are stupid to think that Cade Cunningham needs to get traded. We're resetting the rebuild. That is the opposite of what we need to do. We need to pull a a Blake Griffin trade type move. Like a desperation, we just need to go get somebody and just try to figure it out. Um, and there's some names that, you know, could happen. Like Andrew Wiggins I've seen. I don't know. I mean, he's got the winning mentality for sure, but he's does he bring the three points? You know, we need to we need to build the lineup around Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. It is clear that those two together, like is if we want to take anything away from these past couple games. Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey together have looked good since they've been back in the starting lineup. We did not see much of that last year, basically at all. Like, I'm not really going to count a lot of it because it was Jaden Ivey's first games in the NBA. So now that we've seen them on the court together for a few games in a row, they look great. Like, I think that Ivey has been really good. I would love for him to get more shot attempts up. I don't know if that's a, he's not being, I think he is being aggressive when he does get the basketball for sure. Like when he's driving, he is being very aggressive and he's been dishing really well uh, too. But I would like to get him more opportunity for sure. Um, and I think Cade has has really benefited from the attack point that Jaden Ivey brings. I think he's also been locked in defensively. Now, Ivey hasn't been, like, good defensively. But I think it's clear that, like, the whole Monty Williams message, like, you don't play defense, that's why you're not starting. I think that that has helped him give more effort defensively. And hopefully he's not one of the guys that Monty Williams is talking about not having effort defensively because it's bad. Um, but last night was a really bad time for Pistons Twitter because there's a group of Pistons fans that obviously want the Pistons to win. We're playing against the worst team in the NBA. We need to break this losing streak and hopefully it can gain some momentum for us going forward. I fell into that group. Obviously, I wanted to see them win. And then there's the other side of Pistons Twitter 
don't know why I keep saying Pistons Twitter. Pistons fans that wanted to see the Pistons lose. They wanted the Pistons to lose this game because, <clears throat> well, that means that something has to happen. You lose this game, that means something has to happen because it, I, I do understand that side because you beat the Wizards, you you're you can't take that as a sign of success. You're supposed to beat the Wizards, man. They're the worst team in the league, like other than us. You're supposed to beat that team. Like that should not change the fact that we need to make a move um, or even at least to the lineup. Like we need to try and build a lineup around Cade Cunningham. He was the first overall pick and he has clear talent. Look at all the other first overall picks or at least just top picks that are stars. Teams try to purposely build the lineup around them. The Dallas Mavericks went out. I know he wasn't first overall pick, but they went out and traded for Kristaps Porzingis when he was hurt because they were like, yeah, when he comes back, he's going to be a good spacer for Luka. Not saying that like worked out great, but it worked out in Luke, Luka's favor. It was great for him. Porzingis was a was a great guy next to Luka. Trey Young was a top pick in that same draft. Hey, let's go out and get Clint Capella, who's an insane lob catcher. Let's go and trade for Sadiq Bey, who can shoot threes just last year. You know, like, okay, John Collins doesn't really help you much anymore because we, you know, he just, he doesn't space the floor well enough. Yes, he catches lobs, but we have Capella, we have Akongwa, we have Jalen Johnson that can all do that. Let's go get Sadiq Bey, who's going to catch and shoot threes and space the floor more for Trey Young. Boom. DeJounte Murray. Let's go get DeJounte Murray to play some defense and help Trey Young out. Like, that is a move from a serious general manager that's like, okay, we need to help out our star player to get him to his best ability, and in the long run, that gets the team to their best ability. Um, Because if your star player is playing the best that he can, that means your team is probably playing pretty good, you know, for the most part. There's several other options, too. Obviously, Devin Booker, like getting Chris Paul. These, These are some, you know, not insanely recent ones. It's so difficult to just sit here and act like everything's okay and just be like, okay, well, it's another season at the top of the lottery, another season where we're going to, you know, get one of these top guys and then hope that this this next season is the one because this season is clearly not. Like I said, we're 2 and, what, 15 now. And it's not going to get any brighter. Um, I will go over the upcoming schedule here in a little bit, but the reason that I wanted to talk a little bit today as well, this isn't going to be an insanely long episode. We just need to talk about what do the Pistons do? Like I said, there's trades to do. Isaiah Stewart can't start anymore, and it, and it and I don't think that is like the reason why we suck or anything. It's very clear that Isaiah Stewart is just best as a backup five. He's shooting 39% from three this year. He's playing great defense. He's averaging 11.5 points. Like He is having the best year of his career for sure, um, which you love to see. Like I said, the 38% three or 39% from three is on four attempts per night. Like That is great. He's playing great defense. He's just best fit as a backup five because teams just still let him shoot, and it's so tough when Cade or Ivy tries to create. And Duran clearly is the guy there, so unless they want to, can't convince Stu to move to the five, then maybe he's got to go. Um, but talking about the Boyan Bogdanovich injury, like I, I said, there's the two sides. There was the sides that want us to lose last night, and there was the sides that want us to win. We need four spacers. Well, Bojan Bogdanovic is going to help. As much as I hate to say it, Bojan Bogdanovic is going to help the lineup. And I hope that he comes in and starts at the four and Asar continues to start. Um, there's a chance that that doesn't happen, which would be frustrating. Um, and Asar hits the bench. But the fight between... Because I was I was a part of the group that was like, we need to just wait for the veterans to come back. We need we need Monte. We need Burks to return, which he did, obviously. We need Bojan to return. Livers just recently returned. We need those guys back. And then we can really figure out like what to do, you know, give that group 10 games. And if it's bad still, 
then we got to do something. Um, but I think that the group that wanted the Pistons to lose last night is not on that side. They did not want they they're on the sell the whole team side. So I think the literal the first two or three games that Boyan Bogdanovich comes back, if we don't win one of those games, there's going to be a clash of Pistons Twitter. Even if, no, if we do win one of those games, because if we lose, let's say we win the first game of Boyan Bogdanovich returning, the wait for the vets side and the guys that wanted the Wizards to win last night or the Wizards to lose. I'm sorry, that wanted the Pistons to win and they said wait for the veterans to return, they are going to be all in those other Pistons fans' faces saying, see, 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 I told you, we just need Bojan Bogdanovich back, and we're good. And if we lose that first game, the guys that say sell the whole team and wait for the veterans' side, they are going to make fun of them for saying, oh, you really thought Bojan Bogdanovich was going to save our season? You thought Monte Morris was going to save our season? Are you serious? Are you joking? And that's what I hate. I hate the conflict between the fan base, and that's all that losing brings. It brings the conflict in the fan base, and it sucks, man. And it's been my whole life as a Pistons fan. Um, I just, on my uh, podcast I do with the CMU Sport Management Program, I just had this conversation. I I talked to a guy who works um, in seating with the Detroit Pistons, and you know, he's, he was talking about like how when he grew up and the Pistons were so good and it was like it was a dream for his to work for the Pistons and everything. And I just was like, yeah, like I was just out of that timeline. I grew up in the Rodney Stuckey and the Greg Monroe era. That was where I started as a Pistons fan. You know, this is the once a franchise that made it to like what, five straight Eastern Conference finals? Like they made it to from 2002 to, to 2008. It might be six straight Eastern Conference Finals appearances. This team made six straight Conference Finals appearances. That's Like I just said, it was 2002 to 2008. That's what I thought. They made it to the NBA Finals um, two times, winning one. Um, and I, I, in 2008, I was seven years old. So, like, I was just watching. Like, I I, vi- I actually do remember um, in the 2007 Conference Finals, one of my first, like, basketball memories. It's very vivid. Um when LeBron James, you know, had that huge game against the Pistons. Like, I just remember watching that game. Like, I don't remember anything from it. I just remember, like, that was such a huge deal. It's one of my first memories ever um, as a person, not even just a sport memory. Like, that was just one of my first memories as a human being. Um, but I really just didn't get locked into the Pistons until, like, 2010, 2011. Greg Monroe, Rodney Stuckey, Brandon Knight, Brandon Jennings, uh, you know, Charlie Villanueva, he was one of my favorite players growing up. Like I grew up in that era, the mid Pistons and it's been mid for the, until like 2019 when they were like, okay, let's stop being mid. Let's be bad for a couple of years so that we can be good because being mid is cool for like two years. And then it's like, okay, now we kind of like need to become good or else is it even worth it? Um, so I was excited for this rebuild and now it's just like, wow, it might have to get torn down again. So trade the whole team. Um, group is is thriving right now. They're they're loving what's going on right now with the Pistons. It kind of reminds me of the same old Lions fans um, because they loved what happened on Thanksgiving. The same old Lions crew did. They were they loved that, especially on Thanksgiving with the whole family. The guys that watch the Lions three times a year, but they but they love to let real Lions fans know. Oh yeah, that's the same old Lions. They never won in my life. God, that that's just that pisses me off, man. I just hate that type of fan. Just the ones that want they want the team to lose just so they can talk about how much it sucks to be a fan of them. Quit with all that, man. I know I'm going on a Lions rant now, but gosh, there was just so many Lions fans after that Thanksgiving game that just like we're done. They're out on the season. We're gonna win the NFC North, guys. 
This isn't a Lions episode. I got to stop. Um, but yes, the, like those are the same fans that want the Pistons to continue to lose. And they want this losing streak to continue and continue until something happens. I really don't think something is going to happen like with like on, for at least for a month. Like if I'm being honest, um, not many guys can get, you know, there's the trade restrictions that happen in the offseason where if you sign a new contract, you can't get traded until like December something. And then if you got traded in the offseason, you can't get traded during the season till like January something. So there's like a lot of guys in the league that won't be able to be traded for a month or two. So we are in a really weird spot right now with the Detroit Pistons. Yes, I think that if you want to boycott the Pistons, totally acceptable. I I think that is A-okay uh, because... Right now, it is in a really bad spot. We got to get some spacing, man. We got to just figure out what lineup with fits best with Cade Cunningham. And I really have, like, after last night, it's hard to not be in the group that says trade everybody. Trade everybody and let figure something out with Cade. I, I, w- I would say that you don't want to trade any of the core four of Cade, Ivy, Asar, Duran. I, I would love if all four of those guys stuck around and you figure everything else out. But a guy like Boyan Bogdanovich seems like he should stay right? Hopefully he can make his debut against the Lakers. You want to know a guy that I've just been uh, about? Alec Burks, man. Since Alec Burks has returned from injury, he has just been dreadful. I mean, he has been dreadful. Alec Burks' first four games of the season before getting injured was shooting almost 50% from three, like on a lot of attempts as well. Like he was just banging threes. Um, And then you take a look at the last six games, seven games since he's come back from injury. And he has just been terrible. Shot 0 for 5 last night. Shot 0 for 4 two nights ago. Shot 2 for 9 a couple nights ago. 1 for 3. 2 for 6. He's had one game above 40%. We shot 4 for 9 uh, against the Hawks. Cool. But the problem is, the problem that really sucks with this Pistons situation that's going on is like a lot of these games in this 14-game losing streak were close. Like we were up, should have won, blew it. Like that Nuggets game. Wow, we blew that one. The Cavs game, wow, we blew that one. Um, But then, like, the last few have been blowouts. Three of the last four have been blowouts. That Nuggets game probably would have been a blowout if Nikola Jokic doesn't uh, get ejected. But um, the Wizards blew us out. The Pacers, that wasn't really a blowout. We were playing good for a while, but it, it became a blowout. The Raptors game was a blowout from the jump, and it's like, these are the games that Cade has started to play better in. These are the games that Jay Nivey is getting full play and he has played better in. So what is going on? That is my real question. Like, what do we do? What is going on? Is it trade everybody? Is it keep it rolling and see if Bojan can fix it? I don't know what side to be a part of and it sucks. And that's why I just, but but the reason I wrote that Alec Burke stat was just like, I thought he was going to be the guy that can help us out. And he might just be in a slump right now. Like, I hope they can find his jump shot because since returning from injury, it has been bad for Alec Burks. Joe Harris just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. Um, he got like randomly ruled out before one game a couple weeks ago and like a month ago, and he just hasn't played since. I think he was on the recent injury update, and he's just like out for a couple more weeks, maybe a month. Like, so he's just a guy that could be spacing the floor for us. He's not very good anywhere else other than shooting threes. So it's not like the end of the world. But hey, shooting threes is something that we need right now. Killian Hayes, since returning from his shoulder injury, has really struggled uh, just shooting the ball and scoring, He is, which is something obviously he hasn't been great at in general, but he just isn't even like looking to score right now. Um, it definitely seems like he is still affected from that injury, and if he is, he shouldn't be playing. Marcus Sasser, 
Um, last night was the first time he's gotten like a good amount of minutes in a while. I would like to see him to continue to get more minutes. But yes, it, it moves need to be happen. Like something needs to happen. Whether it's firing somebody, whether it's trading for somebody, like something needs to happen with this Pistons team. You can't lose 14 straight games to start the season after starting two and one. Like we are not even 20 games into the year and we have lost 14 in a row. That it just should never happen to any NBA team. It's the beginning of the year. 14 game losing streak is something that happens. Way back when. We've won four games since last year's NBA trade deadline. Isn't that crazy? The last time the Pistons won a game, game two of the World Series was being played. These are real stats that I'm telling you right now. Like I said, we've won four games since trading away Sadiq Bey. Sadiq Bey's probably won 30 games since then. Like, it is, it's such an unserious franchise, man. And I'm so grateful that the Lions are good because, wow, if they weren't, wow. The Red Wings, shout out the Wings, man. They just picked up Patrick Kane. Like, I, I don't talk about the Red Wings because I'm not an NHL guy. I try my best to, to keep up to see if they're winning. That's about it. I don't really understand hockey that much, if I'm being honest. But, hey, Patrick Kane is damn sure a name that I know. That's a guy that, that's a name I've heard before. That has been a part of some really good teams. I believe the Chicago Blackhawks uh, was the team that he was really good on. So, hey, that's awesome, man. Like, that's a good pickup for the Red Wings. So, at least they got something going on. But the Pistons, hell no. Like, it is such an unserious franchise, man. We, we really might not ever be good. Um and I'm going to title something this episode something like the Pistons could be the worst team in NBA history. And that is not an overreaction, ladies and gentlemen. That is not a clickbait title. Let's take a look at their updating schedule because the Pistons schedule to start the season wasn't the hard part. Next next uh, group of games here. This Wizards game was the game, by the way, that we needed to win. This was the game we needed to win. We play the Lakers tomorrow night. LeBron James returns to Detroit for the second time after... Um, everything that happened with him and Isaiah Stewart a couple years ago, hey, maybe something like that needs to happen again for for us to get something going. So, yeah, Lakers, Knicks on the road, Cavs, Pacers, Sixers, Sixers again on the road, Bucks on the road, Hawks on the road. The Jazz on December 21st is the first, like, below 500 team that we – not the first like. It is the first below 500 team that we play um, over our next – you know, that's, that's in three weeks from now. That's almost a month from now. That's almost Christmas. That's the next time we play a team that we might actually have a chance to beat. Might. It's not looking good, guys. It it is not looking good at all. In 2012, in the shortened uh, NBA season due to an NBA lockout that started on Christmas, only 66 games were played, but the Charlotte Bobcats won seven games, which was the worst win percentage in NBA history. They went 7-59 and in a... Regular 82-game season, the 1973 Philadelphia 76ers went 9-73. and Right now, the Detroit Pistons on this website I'm looking at, which is worst records in NBA history, the Pistons have the third worst win percentage in NBA history at 2-15 and this season. Um, obviously, there's plenty of season left, so hopefully that doesn't end up there. But, like, based on what we've seen so far, are you really confident that this team can win eight more games this year? I'm, I'm being... Dead ass serious. Are we really confident this team can win eight games this year? We've won four since last February. That is nine months. We've won four games since then. 
I know there's an off season in there. It shouldn't matter. It should not matter. Um, so yeah, that's basically it. That is my rant about the Pistons. Um, like I said, if you're a Pistons fan, go watch some other teams, man. Please go watch some other teams. Uh, last night, Reggie Jackson, Pistons legend, just balled out against the LA Clippers. Go watch that, man. That's a fun team to watch. That's a fun person to go watch. Go watch the Phoenix Suns, man. Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are playing some of the best basketball that I've seen. Go watch the OKC Thunder. Chet Holmgren is like such a good rookie, and Shea Gildas is a stud. Go watch some of these other teams, man, because it's not worth it to only watch the Pistons. You are just going to be miserable like I am right now. Um, so, yeah, that's basically it for today's episode. Thank you guys for listening. I apologize for being so negative, but it, I have to be. Um, oh, I have a fantasy football episode with Ivan and Seth coming soon because it is coming up on fantasy football playoffs time. Um, so, yeah, I haven't posted a YouTube video in a while, but that is okay. Go check me out on 101.1 The Beat. Wednesdays, 8 to 10 a.m., Fridays, 1 to 3. Uh, if you're not local, follow me on Twitter. I tweet out the link every time we're about to go live. And that is it. I'm out. Peace.